The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to use on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left is Bradley's show, or not Bradley's show from yesterday. I'll explain that in a minute. It's an educational video. He wasn't able to be on. Uh, so if you want to watch that, you can do so up until 3 o'clock. Otherwise, you have to go to our other Rumble channel, which is just simply Sons of Liberty Radio. It's not Sons of Liberty Radio Live. It's just Sons of Liberty Radio. And there you're going to find uh, Bradley's educational videos, and it'll be in that as well. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up whatever device you've got, and... Um, 
look for the rumble icon in the bottom right hand corner click on that and join us in the chat love to have you there on the chat um as well and we've got some friends in there it's great to see all you guys this morning and then right up under where that is is where our video for live stream is is where you can sign up for our email newsletter uh, that goes out once a day at 7 p.m. between 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern usually. Yesterday it went out a lot earlier. I'll explain that in just a minute, but um, it went out a lot earlier. But uh, you can get that. And then if you want our ministry email, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com and you can get that. That goes out once a week on Saturdays, and um, that'll tell you what's going on with the Sons of Liberty. If you would like to keep us out there doing what we're doing on the internet, radio, and among the people, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And we really do appreciate uh, you very much. So let me explain real quick. Um, yeah, I'm not going to give away too much. I'm just going to say my wife and daughter went up to to spend most of the week with the with the Bradley and his family. And uh, thank you to Bradley and the family for being so hospitable to them. And uh, they had a great time. And so he was taking them to the airport yesterday. That's why he couldn't be on the radio, okay? And then I think we got in, I don't know, about 10.30 last night or something. So I was beat. I, 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 haven't, I don't usually drive in the dark. Uh, and I guess the older I get, the more just the lights coming into my eyes and especially construction. They stick those things. I don't know who designs this stuff. You, you, do you guys have that in your section of the, the country to where they, they can – they're performing construction on a road and they put these concrete barriers like right on the right on the sides like if you had a flat tire if you had a wreck there's nowhere to go i don't know who's designing this stuff they really need to think about like i don't know every you know couple hundred yards or something you need to kind of fan that thing out to where people can pull off the side of the road it's just ridiculous anyway that's just my rant about the construction stuff. And what's amazing is sometimes these things are like this without a thing being done to the road that's being marked off for years. I used to see this in Raleigh when I worked up that way. They'd be like that, but boy, they could ticket you for it because it was a $200 fine if you were speeding through that area. See, that's how the, that's how the state works. It wants to steal the fruit of your labor for something that isn't even a crime. Oh my goodness. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> oh, yes, Jennifer, I, I have seen that going on in the city of Gaffney um, where these shootings are going on. And uh, I got to tell you, I, um, I, tell, I tell my kids, you, you, you're going to have to start carrying even where they tell you not to carry. You're gonna, it, it, look, it is a God-given right. Call me a lawbreaker if you want to, but the fact of the matter is our state constitution, the U.S. Constitution, is supposed to protect that, to keep and bear arms, not if it's concealed, not if it's open. It's You're to protect that, uh, politicians. You're to protect that right. And um, that right is there not to engage in criminal activity, is there to stop crimes. Okay? That's the difference. In any case... Um, let me uh, just uh, say thank you for bearing with me as we read a lot of Scripture yesterday. Um, I know I know people are hungry for it, so I'm not apologizing for it, but I was kind of surprised that we got through it within the showtime. <laughs> I really was. Um, but I think that's very important that people understand that they have a part in the body, and those who are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're outside of that, 
The only way that applies to you is to call you to repentance, to be reconciled to God through Jesus and be a part of that body. And um, um, yeah, I I asked the Lord for a word. I hope it was good for people. I had several people who said it was very encouraging and they really appreciate it. So praise God for that. That's not a Tim thing. Thank God for that. All right, I want to give you a couple of things. We're just going to kind of do a week in review. Um, because there's several things I haven't even got. I, I had an article that I want to put together, and I'll probably get it together today on this stuff that went on in in uh, Turkey uh, with the earthquake and with the um, the tsunami and stuff that went on as well. So, but before I do that, let's let's we're going to cover a lot of stuff here today, as much as I can in the short amount of time. This is not something I usually do, but there's just a t- a bunch of stuff. <laughs> there really is. Um. Bradley had this article about popery. The radical pawn, political pawn, right here advocates what the Lord clearly condemns. Well, he's, look, I'm going to tell you, the Pope advocates on a daily basis, every one of them since the first one, they advocate on a daily basis that which God has condemned. The Bible tells us that there's one mediator between God and man the man Christ Jesus. Now, several popes have said, yeah, but there's a mediator between you and Jesus, and that's Mary. Some of them would even say some of the saints. This is Roman Catholic doctrine. And we're told, we're warned by Paul in his letter to Timothy in chapter 4, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Yeah. Also says that some are going to forbid to eat meat. Hmm. What happens around that Lent time and all that? Yeah. What about forbidding marriage? Is that not what they do to all their clergy? And yet their popes and cardinals and all the rest have been found throughout history to have engaged in not only sodomy, and let's, let's be clear, a lot of these uh, children that are being abused in the Roman Catholic Church are boys. This isn't just pedophilia. This is sodomy. But we've also found out throughout history some of these clergy members have fathered sons. The popes, cardinals, have fathered sons out of wedlock, bastard sons, And yet they still are held up as these holy men. Still retain their office as the vicar of Christ, which is literally antichrist. They're in the place of Christ while they're opposing Christ. We had somebody make a comment the other day uh, in one of the chats about when I mentioned the Lord's table. And they said, Catholics do this often. We eat his body and drink his blood. No, we don't. We're not cannibals. We drink a representation, a symbol, a rem- as a remembrance of his body and his blood. This idea of transubstantiation, where the bread turns into a literal flesh, or the wine turns into literal blood, is foreign to Scripture. It really is. It really is. But that's what Rome teaches you, their mystic kind of stuff that they do. Anyway, Bradley cited uh, this from Channel 10 News. Francis says, homosexuality is not a crime. 
He doesn't read his Bible either. Not that he cares about what the Bible says. He's an antichrist. He is the antichrist above all others. My goodness, he presents himself as the vicar of Christ. Pope Francis criticized laws that criminalize homosexuality as unjust. Now, look, I've taken you through our, our laws, at least when they were founded in the states. All 13 colonies, as far as I know, had laws against sodomy. And the punishment ranged from 21 years of hard labor to death. Personally, I think the death penalty is what the scriptures recommend. And if you have a problem with that, God gave that law. Not man. Not man. Because man, in his own sinful state, would probably not even call it. He would be like Pope Francis here. Anyway, he criticized laws that criminalize homosexuality. This sounds just like Donald Trump, by the way. For you guys who support Donald Trump, he wanted to decriminalize homosexuality too. You remember that? When he was putting out Richard Grinnell out there in, what was he, in uh, Germany, I think, as the ambassador with his fake husband. Want to criminalize homosexuality is unjust, saying God loves all his children. Yeah, and God said if a man lies with a man as with womankind, he, both of them shall be stoned with stones. I mean, it's... <laughs> And by the way, all men may be his children in the sense of creation and procreation, but they are not his children legitimately. And this is why Jesus could turn to the Jews of the day and they could say, you're not of Abraham, you're, God's not your father, your father's the devil. So let's be clear about that. If you want to say in a creative sense, that's fine. But if you want to say we're all God's children in some kind of spiritual sense, you're completely wrong, and you need to get that straight, and you need to go to the Scriptures to straighten that out. You really do. So he says, he loves, uh, God loves all his children just as they are. Hmm. Mm. There's another problem. Yeah, God does love people in demonstrating it, even when they're in their sin and rebellion. That's what Paul says. That's what he tells the church. But the church has already come to Christ, okay? And he doesn't leave us that way. In fact, if you claim that you're Christ and there's no change in your life and there's no abandonment of sin, there's no hunger and thirst for righteousness and there's no, no desire for his word, guess what? You should examine yourself to see if you're illegitimate and then repent and come to true faith in Christ. I'm not even getting out of the first sentence here. Sorry about that. And call on Catholic bishops who support the laws to welcome LGBTQ people into the church. Well, look, I'm going to tell you. I want LGBTQ people to hear the gospel. Hear me. I want them to hear the gospel. But, my com- but the command is not to bring them into the worship of God. The command is to go out to them. What does Jesus say? Go into the nations and disciple the nations. And he tells us the reason for that. All power in heaven and on earth is given to me. Therefore... Go and make disciples of nations. So here's the thing, church. Are you taking it to them, or are you just bad-mouthing them? Because it's easy to bad-mouth. I've experienced some of that myself, of some people who are disgruntled about certain things going on here with Sons of Liberty. And they bad-mouth me. But the, but, the, but the fact of the matter is, who's seeking to win their brother, if, if that's the case? Not many. They're happy to just bad-mouth. Where's the church going to 
the sodomite community. You say, well, they're, they're apostate and this and that. Well, you know what? A lot of them probably have never heard the true gospel. They probably heard Jesus loves you and has a plan for your life. Jesus loves you just the way you are. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to turn away from sin. You don't have to do any of that stuff. That's probably what they've heard. That's not a saving gospel. We're those with the saving gospel, the true gospel, that calls men from sin to be reconciled unto God through Jesus Christ. The article goes on, being homosexual isn't a crime, Francis said during the exclusive interview Tuesday with the Associated Press. And if the Associated Press knew the Bible, they would have asked him, well, what do you, what, what do you mean here? Uh, this looks like Old and New Testament, Paul in Romans 1 and Leviticus indicate that it is. God destroyed entire cities. We talked about this on Friday last week, Sodom and Gomorrah, over this issue. Francis acknowledged that the Catholic bishops in some parts of the world support laws that criminalize homosexuality or discriminate against LGBTQ people. And he himself referred to the issue in terms of sin. No. it's Well, it is sin. It's obviously a violation of uh, when you expound out, do not commit adultery. Yes. But uh, it's an abomination. God refers to it as an abomination all over the place. But he attributed such at attitudes to cultural backgrounds and, no, it's to the Bible, oh my goodness, and said bishops in particular need to undergo a process of change to recognize the dignity of everyone. There is nothing dignified. I know we have children, okay? So I'm going to put it as tame as I can put it. There is nothing that is dignified about two men getting naked and engaging in sodomy. There's nothing dignified about that. There is nothing dignified about two women doing that and engaging in lesbianism. There's nothing dignified about that. It is an abomination. Go look up the word. It is disgusting. Paul says these aren't even things that we ought to... It ought to be shameful for... In fact... Uh, maybe I'm almost blushing even talking about it, that, that, we even, that we even have to deal with this. But we've allowed it to go on. And so we're going to have to deal with it. The article goes on. These bishops have to have a process of conversion. Mm. Oh, now he's going to use spiritual terms, he added, adding that they should apply tenderness, please, as God has for each one of us. But they're not going to call them to repent, are they? Because it's not a crime, after all. It's not a violation of God's law. Sin is transgression of the law. What is transgression of law? Is it not a crime? Yes, it is. It's a crime against the Most High God. Oh, my goodness gracious. Some 67 countries or jurisdictions worldwide criminalize consensual same-sex sexual activity, 11 of which can or do impose the death penalty, according to the Human Dignity Trust, which works to end such laws. Experts say... Experts. I don't know who these experts are. They're not experts in the scriptures. But they say even where the laws are not enforced, they contribute to harassment, stigmatization, and violence against LGBTQ people. These are the same people that allow for people to burn down cities, kill people in riots, and not do anything about it. But yet, they want to tell you that sodomy is just okay. It's not against the law. In conclusion... And this is Bradley's comment. The Bible clearly condemns sodomy over 25 times. The act of sodomy in America alone is a felony rightly called crimes against nature. We've been over this before. Of course it is. 
Anybody who takes the time to go and look at it, this is these things are condemned. They really are. I've got several news stories, so I'm going to hit these kind of rapid shot and kind of hang on to the last one here a little bit. These are things that I, I just kind of saw when I came in last night, and I just said, oh, okay, well, we'll put together something to this year with the video. Some of you are already familiar with this. Like I said, most of you are very um, understanding, and you're very knowledgeable about things that are going on. So I don't treat you as children in that. I just don't do that. Many of you know these things long before I do. Remember this guy? This uh, senator from Pennsylvania, John Fetterman. Remember he, had, he was a vaccine-injured dude. I mean, he couldn't hold a thought together to save his life. And I just, for the life of me, I don't, I don't think the people of Pennsylvania elected this guy. Just If you cast a vote for this guy, I just... Do you have a thinking brain cell in your head? I just, I'm just curious. I'm just asking. Not that the uh, the alternative was really any better, Doctor Oz. I don't think he was any better. But here he is, John Fetterman, rushed to the D.C. hospital. And you know what they came up with today? I was looking in the news just to see has the guy died? Is it, what's happened with him? Oh, we're ruling out any sign of a stroke. Mm -hmm. Any sign of a stroke. For this guy. Then why do you keep him in the hospital? Oh, we've got to run some tests. i to run some tests. I'm telling you, this guy is probably on his last leg. He's probably on his last leg. And if the truth be known, my mind goes to other things that I've seen that maybe John Fetterman might have even died. That's just that's just me thinking. I'm not saying that I have any facts that show it. But I'm going to tell you what. They've done. They pulled this crap before on us. And they've lied to us over and over and over. So you take sort of what they say with a grain of salt, don't you? If you're smart, you, you take it with a grain of salt if you have any discernment. Also, this one. Now, this one was um, this was a, a big deal all week. Uh, we did a couple of, I guess, articles on or whatever. And I don't watch any of this stuff. So all this stuff kind of pops up and it's like, okay, is it time for this again? Wasn't it like last month that we did this? But anyway... Grammys, and you guys saw this. Now, if this isn't blatant praising of the devil, and by the way, I don't think the devil wears red. I don't think he has little horns on his head like the people say in red pajamas, and he's got a pitchfork, and he's got a little pointy tail. I don't think that at all. The Bible speaks of him as a glorious being, a beautiful being. He's got instruments within him. He was created for the glory of God. Why? Because God's not an idolater. God's not an idolater. And some of the um, the new gospel, the modern gospel people, that's what you're told. God just has you up here as this, that, and the other, and he's exalted you and all that. And it's like, nah, dude. God created man for his glory, not the other way around. And here you see, I'm not even going to play the video. I'm just not going to play it. And who's it sponsored by? Oh, brought to you by... Pfizer. But that's not all. Look at this. Came across this. Now, these were some responses here. I'm scanning past. This is CBS. Okay? This is a tweet from CBS that they deleted. But somebody was smart and got it. You can say that again. We are ready to worship. That's in response to Sam Smith, who said this is going to be special. 
And CBS's reply, you can say that again, we are ready to worship. We're ready to worship. Get the, Stop and let me say it again. This is CBS's tweet. We are ready to worship just before the performance that was done at the Grammys, even though it's sort of in a mocking fashion of who Satan is. Because I'll tell you, Satan doesn't come disguised like that. He comes disguised as an angel of light. These are only the most perverse who will drink the poison full strength. Does that make sense? These are the people who would drink the poison full strength. These are not people, normal people at all. They're not. They're engaged in open worship of Satan himself. And they justify it. And the people love it. They love it. They'll listen to their music. They'll go to their events and their concerts. It's absolutely incredible. It's right out in our face right now, folks. It's right in our face. And I ask you, where are the, where are the godly men who will stand up and deal with it? Now, obviously, this is in California. I'm here in South Carolina. But here's the thing. We're wanting to organize. We're wanting to build that up so that we can face off with it. A large part of this is going to be, well, not a large part. All of this is spiritual warfare. But it's going to come to the physical. You watch and see. You cannot have two opposing worldviews of Satanism and following the Christ. You cannot have those goes on and not have it come to a head. You can't do it. When you got the strange gods within the gates, you bring war. That's what you do. And boy, we've got them from every angle. We've got them from Islam to Hinduism to Satanism to all kinds of other isms. We even have the cults within, or I shouldn't say within, but we have cults that come out of Christianity. They still use the Bible and this, that, and the other, but they're teaching doctrines of demons. That's coming. By the way, did you hear about the, um, the New Jersey councilman that was shot this week? This comes from, uh, speaking of, CBS News. I just happened to pull up the report there is where it's from. It wasn't timed like that. Uh, a, Borough County, a Borough Councilman was fatally shot in New Jersey this week. Authorities have confirmed marking the state's second attack in seven days where an act of gun violence resulted in the death of a local elected official. Russell Heller, 51, was a council member in the township of Milford near the border of New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Uh, remember, these guys had just passed an unconstitutional um, gun, con gun confiscation law. That's what I called them. I don't call them gun control. Um, he was shot around 7 a.m. on Wednesday morning in the parking lot of the PSE&G Central Division Headquarters building in Somerset, where Heller had worked as a supervisor for 11 years. Now, what happened a week before? Well, we had a councilwoman, Eunice K. Dwumfor, um, 30, was found dead in her car with multiple gunshot wounds on Wednesday night. She was serving her first term in the Saraville Borough Council. Interesting. And from what I understand, both of them were opposed to these, these gun confiscation laws. 
So I'm sure they're being used against them, aren't they? Yeah, I'm sure New Jersey is saying, well, here's guys who were against these things and see they've been killed with guns. Don't think for a minute that this isn't orchestrated. They didn't just pick these people out at random. They didn't do that. If this isn't if this isn't how communist states, when they start bringing all that stuff in, they start to really show their face like we saw at the Grammys here. Communism is Satanism. There's no question about it. Then this is this is what you see that goes on. Here's another one. Don't know if you guys seen this one. This one uh, I just got the other day. Well, actually, I saw it yesterday, and I was going to try to get something out. But, again, my day was kind of messed up. I was playing dad and mom a little bit um, here while my wife is gone. But um, James O'Keefe, he's now on paid leave from Project Veritas. Don't you find this interesting? Do you guys remember, um, what's the guy's name? Papa John. John, I forget his name. Somebody will probably tell me in the chat. The guy, he, he started the company himself, has built it up to what it is. And he made a comment about what went on in history as far as how some black people were treated by whites. And I use those terms loosely. I really do because, again, nobody is the color of white. You know, let me just show you. Do I look that shade of, of white to you at all? No, I don't. And nobody is black either. I could hold up the black too, but nobody's that shade either. We're different shades of the same color. That's what we are. That's all we are. It's the determination of melanin in our skin. Period. And if you hate your brother because of the color of his skin, well, then you hate God. Because God made him that way. All right? But James O'Keefe now. Started Project Veritas. And what are we seeing? He's on paid leave from Project Veritas. Why? What went on? Well, let's read this. This is from The Intelligencer, which is um, is tied with uh, New the New York Magazine. The New Yorker. No, is it, is it New York? No. Looks like the New Yorker. Ma I don't know what it is. New York. We'll just go with that. New York Magazine. James O'Keefe, the founder of chairman of Project Veritas, has taken a paid leave from the conservative nonprofit media organization as its board considers whether to remove him from his leadership position, according to current and former employees of the organization. An internal message sent to Project Veritas employees by the organization's executive director, Daniel Strack, said that O'Keefe would be taking a few well weeks of well-deserved PTO. An image of the message was shared by a source familiar with the organization's internal operations, and its authenticity was confirmed by a current employee. When reached for comment on his personal cell phone, O'Keefe said nothing in response and did not respond to follow-up calls and text messages. Through a Project Veritas spokesman, Strack later released a statement on behalf of the organization. Like all newsrooms at this stage, the Project Veritas Board of Directors and Management I'll bet you he's been infiltrated, probably, but I don't know. Some people say he's controlled opposition. They've given him stories with ample documentation, and, and he kind of sat on it. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case or not. I know in the stuff he's produced, it's been exposing the crimes. So, you know, I give him props for that. They go on and they say the Project Veritas Board of Directors and Management are constantly evaluating what the best path forward is for the organization. The statement read, in part... It did not directly address questions about O'Keefe's employment status. 
There are 65-plus employees at Project Veritas dedicated to continuing the mission to expose corruption, dishonesty, waste, fraud, and other misconduct in both public and private institutions. The statement read, To our supporters, we hear you, we care about you, and we will never give up. But here's the thing. This comes after he exposed the, the dude, the, 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 the sodomite from Pfizer for trying to, quote-unquote, manipulate the virus. I just, you know, all of this narrative about the virus is out the window for me. I just don't believe it. I don't believe that's what they're doing. I believe they're doing something else. I believe all of this, whatever you want to call it, for sickness that they've had, is either they're rebranding old stuff and trying to scare people into getting their shot, which is causing all kinds of a mess, and I think that's undeniable. I, the, the fact checkers out there have lost their mind in this. Covering for this. I, you wicked people. You really are. Um, to, to say there's no evidence of this, that, and the other. You guys don't know what 2 plus 2 equals? I think anybody looking at the situation understands exactly what's going on. That's right, Troy. The world is dark and fallen. We're to be a light, a city on a hill in this world, but not of the world like Jesus lived. That's exactly right. He was loving the sinner, wasn't afraid to speak the truth before them. That's exactly right. Exactly right. We call men to repent. We're not looking down our nose at people. We're calling them to repent. And you know, there's any of you have had more than one child, you know that each child has to be dealt with different. I got 10. I got some that it was every day there had to be discipline. <laughs> I got some that once a month. I got some I've hardly had to discipline at all. And, and the same is true when you're dealing with, with people who are not your children. Same thing. So there's O'Keefe. So that now he's out. And this is what's going on. Now, I don't know if you've if you've been on my, um, and I know some of you have followed some of the stuff that's going on as far as, uh, oh, by the way, I'm going to bring this one up because uh, I don't think I opened that video up there here as well. But I've got several videos of, you know, what was going on in um, Turkey. And I'll just, I know the, the guys on, Red State Talk Radio, I know you can't see this, but you've probably seen some of the videos of the tsunami that were hitting the beaches there in Turkey. And what gets me is just the, I don't know any other way to say it, but the stupidity of people, they see these things coming and they're still hanging out on the beach. Yeah, check this out. So this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just kind of turn this down and just kind of narrate since we're on the radio. But you see these big waves coming. And look at the people up here. They're, all these people are here. This thing isn't just coming out of nowhere. Look how high the waves are that's coming in. And you can see some of them start to run. But then you see these people here. They're just kind of moping around and walking. Oh, there's no danger here. You know, they got the point break kind of attitude. You guys remember that old movie back from the 90s? At the end, there's these huge waves and the the Swayze character goes out there to ride the waves and gets crushed. And instead of going to, to jail, he gets buried under this huge wave. Look at these people. They're, they're just out here right, right at the thing. 
I want to pull up that thing. I don't know who the comedian was. He said, here's your sign. Meaning, just hold up a sign and, and let everybody know how stupid you are. I, this is what's going on there. People not even aware of the danger around them and just succumbing to it. So, there's been a lot of talk about, was this harp? And um, for those of you who are unfamiliar with harp, one of the things is is that this was designed by our government. Okay, it's the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. So, all you people, when we talk about frequencies on the show and energy, and you say, "Well, this is new," look, this is what they're doing, and they know how to manipulate it. In fact, they know so well how to manipulate it. I'm gonna let this guy tell you just a little bit about it. His name is Brooks Agnew. I want you to listen to how they're finding natural gas, oil, uh, not fossil fuels, because there's no fossil fuels, oil in the ground, crude oil, and other things like that. And I want you to see, I want you to listen to what he says, that if this thing is ramped up, what it can do in the earth. This is Brooks Agnew. Take a listen. Somehow it got muted. With 30 watts, looking for oil in the ground, I found 26 oil wells over a nine-state area, and 100% of the time was accurate with just 30 watts of power beaming straight into solid rock. HARP uses a billion watts beamed straight into the ionosphere for experiments. Picture these strings on the piano as layers of the earth. Each one has its own frequency. What we used to do is beam radio waves into the ground and it would vibrate any strings that were present in the ground we might get a sound back like and we'd say that's natural gas we might get a sound back like and we say that's crude oil we were able to identify each frequency we accomplished this with just 30 watts of radio power if you do this with a billion watts the vibrations are so violent that the entire piano would shake. In fact, the whole house would shake. In fact, the vibrations could be so severe underground that could even cause an earthquake. Ah, conspiracy theorists who believe in such a thing. Well, what is harp about? Isn't it about this very thing? And look, I'm sure somebody had a, a great idea with good intentions about it. I'm sure of that. That there's probably somebody who had great intentions. Hey, can we see if we can locate these things and we can do this? That's why they're only using 30 watts. It's kind of like sonar, radar, any of that kind of stuff. There's probably a good intention behind it. But you can bet your bottom dollar that the wicked people in government, especially in our Department of Defense, and they are wicked up there, are going to use things like that that they get. They'll tell you, oh, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing all that. You know doggone well they are. Oh, we're not developing chemical weapons, and you know they are. Doesn't matter what piece of paper they signed. My goodness, they take an oath to uphold the Constitution, a piece of paper with writing on it, and what do they do? They have every intention as, as they're taking that oath to violate it. Every intention. So that's a little bit about what's going on there with Hart. Now, let's go back here. I had one, and I was trying to find it, and for whatever reason, I can't... I can't seem to find the one that I was looking for. Um, let me see if I can do this real quick. I, I meant to bring this up because I, I ran across this this other one. Maybe this will pull it up first. Eh, maybe not. Okay. 
Um, maybe I haven't even uploaded it yet. Anyway, there was there was a flurry of birds in Turkey just before the earthquake struck. And you could see them. They were acting really weird. It's kind of like uh, watching these horses. And we titled this, and I picked this up from the Telegram group. So most of the videos I get come from our Sons of Liberty Telegram group, if you want to follow us there on that. And some people are really great about pulling all this stuff out and giving some information. And so I'm very appreciative of those guys. And this is what it was titled. Animals have a sixth sense that lets them know when danger is present. Check this out. So you have these... These horses going down the road. I don't know if they're in Australia, New Zealand, England, or whatever. They come up to the LGBTQ rainbow in the street, and they're trying to get them to go across, just go straight across the thing, and the horses don't want to go across it. Now, I don't know why that is. I mean, they're trying to get away from it. That's pretty telling, isn't it? I mean, even, even the dumb beasts get it better than most humans do. Even they understand better than the humans do. Anyway, there was a there was a video of the the birds. I will see if I can get it and I'll throw it in the archive. You guys can check that out as well. Here are some of the things that came from Turkey. Now this is um, just before the Turkey earthquake, okay? And um, this is what people saw. And for you guys on the radio, I'll try to explain it. Um, there's this light, I don't know, like a comet, and it's leaving a long, big wake in what it's doing. This is before the Turkey earthquake, or this is what is alleged from somebody who's filming it there. Could it be a fake? Yeah, but I see people looking up at it, so I don't know, you know, if people weren't looking up at it and checking it out, I might question it. But there's been at least two people on here who are looking up at this thing. Like, what is going on with it? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But there again, this is going on before the earthquake there in Turkey. There's some other things, too. I don't know why it hit there again. Sometimes it acts up. Here is another one. This is said to be this. This is from CTV News. And I've seen these before. I'll show you. I'll show you the. I'll show you from the article where I've seen them before. This was a cloud, also, that formed over Turkey, just before the earthquake. Check this out. And for those who are on the radio, it's this big, massive red cloud. Almost looks like your eye, the shape there, like an eye and an eye socket, your pupils and stuff. And this is not a normal cloud. I don't. I have you guys ever seen a cloud like that? I've I've never seen a cloud like that. I don't. I, I just don't see it. Yeah, stuffy. I don't know if they see color or not. I I think probably the issue. I, it makes me wonder if they know just what's there. Anyway, I've never seen a cloud like that before. Pretty interesting. And all this before the earthquake, by the way. Then there is this. This video here comes uh, out of Turkey as well, I believe. I believe that's where it's coming from. And um, the question is, is this uh, punitive operation by HARP, 
produced by NATO or the U.S. against Turkey. And uh, check out the flashes of light. And this is a news report from there. Now we've seen this before, haven't we? Remember when that... Um, well, I'll just let it go. Do you guys remember the um, the island? And they had that massive earthquake and they were worried that part of the island was going to slide off and create this great tsunami that would come and hit the United States, the East Coast? Do you guys remember that? What was it, a couple of, a couple of years ago? And they had, and then we went back and we found out there was a video game that simulated that thing from like, I don't know, it was 1990s or early 2000s. Do you guys remember that? Same kind of thing. We had all these spots that were opening up. They were lighting up. There was these almost like explosions that were going on. Same kind of deal. And we questioned Harp there as well. And then, let's see. Let me see if we can bring this up. I just want to give you some instance of what they're doing here with some of this stuff. So I'm going to give you the short, ver shorter video. There's another one that's 10 minutes. I'm not going to have time to play it. So let me give you this one. It's about five minutes. And this is on antenna arrays situated around the world can cause deadly earthquakes thousands of kilometers away. And this is what this guy, um, Brooks Agnew, was talking about. This is how HARP is set up. This is what it's designed to do. Check this out. Out in the middle of nowhere sits a forest of antennae, causing earthquakes and tsunamis, unimaginable chaos and ruin. Or so the conspiracy theory goes. In the second edition of Doom Tech, we're looking at the HARP research facility situated in Alaska, USA. Conspiracy theorists have linked the HARP project to earthquakes and tsunamis all over the globe. Calamities blamed on HARP by conspiracy theorists include the Haiti earthquake, notice the conspiracy theorists, the magnitude 7 the coin turned to silence people. people. The Japan earthquake and tsunami of March 2011 have also been linked to HARP. The magnitude 9 quake killed over 18,000 people. The Chile earthquake and tsunami of February 2010 were also caused by HARP, according to some accounts. The 8.8 magnitude Tembler caused over 500 deaths. A massive landslide in Philippines in 2006 has also been linked to HARP. It had killed more than a thousand people. These conspiracy theories are not limited to some sections of the internet. Even some world leaders have openly propagated these claims. In 2010, then-president of Iran, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, said recent floods in Pakistan had been caused by the HARP project's electromagnetic waves. He also accused European nations of draining rain clouds before they could reach Iran, causing water shortages in the Asian country. In the same year, then-president of Venezuela, Hugo Chavez, said a tectonic weapon being tested by America had caused the deadly Haiti earthquake. Chavez claimed that it was just a test run before America uses the weapon on Iran. Despite such loud proclamations, conspiracy theorists don't explain how some antennae in the US could cause quakes thousands of kilometers away. Instead, they claim that the details are closely guarded by the American government. So what exactly is the HARP project? HARP is an acronym for High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. Its objective is to study the highest portions of the Earth's atmosphere. HARP sends high-frequency radio waves That's to what the ionosphere. These radio waves That's what you're told electrons it is. at altitudes above 60 kilometers. Then scientists study the resulting perturbations in the ionosphere. 
The aim is to improve communication and navigation systems. HAARP was managed by the US Air Force and Navy from 1990 to 2014. In 2015, the facility was handed over to University of Alaska Fairbanks. Oh. While HAARP has not responded okay, to Okay, okay, let's just stop it right there a second. So did you get that? It was covered by, it was, it was being run by the government. Now it's in the hands of fascist corporatists at a university. Who paid for all of that? It was just handed off to a university. I bet there's, I bet there's billions of dollars worth of money that's been poured into heart. And now it's in the hands of a university. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not going to play the rest of that, but you get it. You get the idea. And there's another video I'll have up, very informative about what Harp does. Um, in fact, look, we've got uh, about six minutes here. I can go just a couple of minutes over to play this for you. And I want you to keep in mind something: God is still in control of it. We've talked about the cloud seeding. We've shown you the videos of how it works and what they do. They're just using what God has set in motion in His creation, and they're manipulating it. Okay. They're manipulating it. And yet, God is still on the throne. I got a, I got a video that I was watching one day, uh, this alleged book that the CIA banned. But now you can go get it unredacted on Amazon for 8 bucks. So I was reading some of what the guy was saying. It was called The Story of Adam and Eve. And they're saying the CIA already knows the end of the world and how it's going to happen, this, that, and the other. And let me tell you how they say it's going to happen. They tell you the story that the earth is spinning 1,000 miles an hour, you know, and all this stuff. And what's going to happen? And by the way, we had this story in the news a couple of weeks ago where the core, and I don't know how they know all this stuff, but the core is spinning with the earth. And so that's why everything stays the same. And the core is going to stop or it's going to stop in reverse. And so somehow the land masses are going to just stop moving, spinning, and the water is going to keep coming, and it's going to cover the whole earth. Now, I want to ask you something. If you have the least bit discernment, how do you know that's false? That's right. Genesis chapter 9, God said he'll put a bow in the sky, and when you see that, and when he sees it, he'll br it'll bring to remembrance his promise that he will never destroy the world in a flood again. Well, there's floods going on all the time. You just showed a tsunami. Not the world. Not the whole world again. That was his promise. So we know that that's bunk. All right? We know it's bunk of what he's saying there. So here is, here is the, um, the little short documentary here, Playing God, Heart Weather Modification. And I'll stop this just, in the, um, just so we can close out the radio show and play the last couple of minutes on the other side. So just hang in there with me, okay? They control the weather. They mine the oceans. They control volcanoes. They control earthquakes. We are now witnessing the greatest transition in the history of the human race. Transition from type zero to type one. The generation now alive is privileged to see the birth pangs of the birth of a new civilization. 
And Venezuelan leader Hugo Chavez has once again accused the United States of playing God. But this time it's Haiti's disastrous earthquake that he thinks the U.S. was behind. Spanish newspaper ABC quotes Chavez as saying that the U.S. Navy launched a weapon capable of inducing a powerful earthquake off the shore of Haiti. He adds that this time it was only a drill and the final target is destroying and taking over Iran. The existence of a tectonic weapon has never been proved, but its use is often suspected. Last year, I confronted Heizo Takenaka, the former Japanese finance minister, over why he handed over control of the Japanese financial system to a group of American and European oligarchs. He and his envoy told me that it was because Japan had been threatened by an earthquake machine. I did not believe it at the time. However, when I started exposing some of their doings, I was told by the Japanese security police that because of what I had said on places like Rents.com, that Niigata City was going to be hit by an earthquake. Two days later, Japan's largest nuclear reactor was the exact epicenter of two earthquakes both 6.8 in magnitude. Japan just had a very, very friendly summit meeting with China where the emperor met the Chinese leader three times. There is a possibility a part of Japan will sink. It will not be an accident. It will be created by, by the world government. Tonight, breaking news, Japan's tsunami disaster. A huge quake triggers chaos as people flee swaying buildings and city fires. You guys remember Fukushima? Alright, we're going to play the rest of this uh, on sonsoflibertymedia.com, reforcenews.com, top of the page there. So if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and want to pick that up, you can do it. Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And be with us in the morning, Lord willing, 8 a.m. with Kate Shimerani. We'll talk to you then. See you. All right, want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And let's just get right back to this. Uh, this is the, um, the finishing here of Playing God, uh, the heart project here. Here it comes. They can do that. Originally approached me in 1984 
to find a use for the natural gas on the north slope of Alaska, which they could not sell. To give you a feel for how much gas they asked me to find an application for, it was enough gas to produce all the electricity in the United States for a full year. I originated some ideas for military applications and unofficial civilian applications. Applications uh, discussed in the patents included destroying missiles. Communications control and disruption were included. There were some other ideas both to possibly modify weather and finally uh, to lift a portion of the upper atmosphere further out into space. I chose a what's called a phased array antenna for the patents because it can be aimed. Picture holding your microwave oven in your hands with the door open. Then you can move it around and send those microwaves different directions. And for these applications where I wanted precise control of where the power was, uh, I felt that was the best type of antenna to use. And that is the kind that HARP has built. HARP can paint um, designs in the sky, if you will. You know, it can take the beam and move it in, in any pattern that you, that the scientist who's doing an experiment. Keep in mind that cloud we showed you. After I had actually left the program in 1987, one of the last communications I had uh, uh, with ARCO indicated that there had been a contract awarded for ionospheric warfare studies. And remember, a billion watt microwave. What does microwave do to water? It heats it up. Now imagine if you put a billion watts into a tropical storm. You could make it much bigger. Three hurricanes, three of them at one time. Now, after the earthquakes hit Niigata, a member of the Inagawa crime family, which is based in around the U.S. Yokosuka Air Base, and members of the Inagawa family have told me that their big boss is George Bush Sr. In other words, Hello. they work for Skull and Bones. And they invited me to a so-called UFO gathering where they showed me the video of this blob it told me it was a UFO, but it was obviously, to me anyway, a plasma uh, weapon or a ball of heat created by something like a billion watt microwave. And I predicted in my blog that there would be videos of lights found above China before the earthquake. And those videos then appeared on the internet after I predicted they would. And furthermore, a Taiwanese satellite detected a 50% drop in the ionosphere, 
in the amount of electric energy in the ionosphere above the earthquake zone. Now, a 50% drop would be exactly what would happen with HARP. It would push the ionosphere up, and then it would slam back down. The instant that we energized it, there was between a 4 and 4.5 on the Richter scale earthquake that occurred. We were so amazed about what seemed to be cause and effect. We get to an area that has a high propensity for earthquakes in an area known as the megathrust of the Pacific Northwest. We turn it on and an earthquake occurs. Is it more than coincidence that since going online, some experts have reported strange weather anomalies, including massive floods, hurricanes, and earthquakes? Harp went online in 1994, and construction continued until 2007. There are reportedly a total of five known ionospheric heaters, including Harp, in the world today. There are possibly 20 other ionospheric heaters in existence all over the world. Forever restless and untethered by concerns of practicality and marketability, Tesla's mind spawned a vast miscellany of odd inventions. Many of these were never developed beyond the concept stage, and the ideas seemed to grow markedly weirder in the final years of Tesla's life. Invention was normally a deliberate process for Tesla, his every intention and goal fully formed before he and his crew lifted a finger. But there were times when he stumbled upon a new discovery by mistake. Tesla performed his first experiments with resonance technology at his New York laboratory by firing up a small oscillator, which caused a minor amount of vibration. Suddenly, an alarmed squad of police officers stormed into the lab, demanding that Tesla stop at once. Manhattan was shaking for miles around. Tesla had not taken into account how resonance waves grow stronger the further they travel from their source. He had unintentionally created what became known as Tesla's earthquake machine. Hmm, isn't that interesting? Tesla's earthquake machine. By the way, I'd obtained um, te some Tesla blueprints for his coil. Um, and I was going to look at trying to construct it outside my house. And then I read some of the things that come with it, which are a lot of these blue. I don't know any other way to say it, except like static charges. They look like little bolts of lightning that come off of the construction of what you do, which is basically a metal pole with copper tubing that's wrapped around it. And you pull off of that, uh, and you can bring your cables into your house and you could, you theoretically could power your house with it. The problem is you might burn your house down too with it, okay? Um, because there's no way to contain that. But if you see there, it was the U.S. government who went in and took control of his stuff, got his technology. So at least now we know we do know where it came from. Uh, it, the discovery is there. But I, I want you to to just pay attention here a second. Does the Bible have something to say about any of this? Yeah, I think it does. Let me bring this up here because I opened it up in another another window, and for whatever reason, the uh, the Bible uh, website that I use here just to bring up stuff it's they've changed their look or something, or maybe it looks maybe they make it look different in a different browser. I don't know. No, they've changed it because it, it looks completely different. Anyway, this is from Job, and I want you to understand sort of how this works. I'm not I'm not bothered that the men are using these things because God has a good intention. In their use of it. Let me say that again. Because I know some people said, what, huh? God has a good intention 
in everything for those who love him, for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Romans eight twenty eight. Let's go to the story of Job. I told you it was only going to be a few minutes. You know that this just kind of hit me during the midst of this, and I, I wanted to bring this out because I think we need a perspective on what's going on. This is from Job chapter one. Now we've read through Job chapter one, but I want you to stop and think about what's going on here. And I want you to take the application of what's going on here and apply it to what you've just been seeing. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and eschewed evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels. I don't even know how you keep up with all that stuff. 7,000 sheep? That's a lot of land you got to own to be keeping up with this. you got to have a lot of... Um, you know, workers who work under you to keep up 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 she-asses, and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. And his sons went and feasted in their houses, every one his day. God had blessed Job tremendously. He was a godly man. God had blessed him. And sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it was so, when the days of their feasting were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them, and rose up early in the morning, and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned, and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. Look, I pray that with my sons each morning. God, forgive them of their sin. Grant them repentance. Grant them faith where they need it. Why? Because I know the human—you can't know the human heart, and I— it's amazing to me that people think they know their own heart. They don't. Even Christians, they don't know their own heart. It's deceitful above all things. It's desperately wicked. Who can know it? That's what Scripture says. That's not what I say. That's what God says. And so he says, <clears throat> Now there was a day when the sons of God, these are the angels here, and yes, I understand it's the same term we've had from Deuter or Genesis chapter 6, but there's nothing in that entire context that indicates that He's talking about the angels that are referenced here in Job. Now, it was the day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. He's a son of God, too, created as a beautiful being to produce music for the glory of God. He, again, he's not the guy like Sam Smith portrayed there. And in fact, it's kind of, well, I'm not even going to go there. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. Sounds just like what Peter says, He's a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? Now, stop and think about that for a second. Job's doing fine. He's being blessed of the Lord. He's blessing the Lord. He's honoring the Lord. Why would God then turn on him and say, Hey, uh, have you checked out Job down there? Well, God's not turning on him at all. God's going to prove that Job is the real deal. This Or test, if you will. It's not that he didn't know the outcome of what was coming. He's going to prove Job's faith is genuine and that it's real. Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? And Satan answered the Lord, and doth Job fear God for naught? I mean, you've been, you've been Mr. Goody Two-Shoes to him. that You can see Satan doing this. He doesn't have any worries. He doesn't have any cares. There's no sickness, no disease. He's not lost anything. All you've done is blessed him. Hast not thou made a hedge about him? That's what he's saying. 
and about his house, and about all that he hath on every side. Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. Let me, let me make a point here. If you are blessed of the Lord, if you've been honoring the Lord and you're blessed of him, God has put a hedge of protection around you. And Satan can't touch you, except God wants to test you. Keep that in mind. So that if the walls come crumbling down, don't get your eyes off the God you serve to the stuff that he's given you, okay? He then says, But put forth thine hand now, verse 11, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. Yeah, you just take his stuff and his family, and he'll curse you. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. The, the camels, the servants, the sheep, the oxen, the family. It's in your power. Now, I want you to keep that in mind, too, because the devil is not autonomous. He's God's devil. I'm not going to say in the vernacular what the world would say that the devil is to God. He's his, you know what. But God gives him the opportunity and the authority to go in and to mess with all the stuff that Job has. And look at, what he, look at what happens. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Verse 13, And there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their elder, eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing, the asses feeding beside them, and the Sabaeans fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I, am o I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came another, and said, The fire of God has fallen upon from heaven, and hath burned up the sheep and the servants, and consumed them, and I only am escaped alone to tell them. And while he was speaking, there came also another, and said, The Chaldeans made our three bands, and fell upon the camels, and have carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another, and said, Thy sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness, and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are dead, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head, and fell down upon the ground and cursed God. Is that what it says? Nope. It says, and worshipped. See, Job knows who he is. And he knows who God he knows who God is. He doesn't know him fully, as you see by the end of the book. You know, I, I knew these things, but now I've seen it. And he says, Naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave. And the Lord hath taken away, blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, before I read the last verse there and move to the next part where he actually gets, Satan gets authority to deal with Job, I want you to think about that. It's easy for us to give thanks to God for our blessings, isn't it? When everything, even if things are tight, like they are in our house, even when things are tight, it's easy for us to give thanks because God has blessed us so much. If you're listening to my voice, God has blessed you. 
He's blessed you with a number of earthly things. Because if you're listening to this, you have internet, that's for sure. You've got a phone or a computer or something that you're watching it on. These are physical things that you have a blessing. It depends on whether you're going to use them to bless or whether you're going to use them to curse. But you're choosing to listen to this broadcast. God's blessing you with that. He's blessing you with those things. And he's kept Satan from you to a certain extent. But what happens if he removes that hedge of protection? He says, hey, go ahead. Test my people. I know, I know what's going on because why? I'm going to tell you why. Because if you have been born again, you have been given the divine seed. You've been given the Spirit of God. And he knows the results of it. The results are for your good and for his glory. And I have to ask you, will you also say, blessed is the name of the Lord. He's given to me and he's taken away. There, there is the real test in my opinion, of what you think about God and what you believe about Him and how you act accordingly. Notice the last verse, and then we'll move to the second chapter. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Listen, my friend, if you charge God for the bad things that happen in your life, but you want to give him praise for the good things in your life, you are a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. You see these people go to these things like the Grammys or the, gosh, what are the things that they have? I don't even know. I don't even remember what the things are. The music events, the 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 movie events uh, where they give out awards. Forgive me. I'm. I used to know what those things were. I I just I haven't watched them. I don't know. And you see these people who are ungodly, they want to give thanks to God. I'm wondering which God they're, they're giving thanks to. Is it the God of our Lord Jesus Christ? No, because obviously what they're engaged in is not godly, but you understand the, you understand the point. Now, chapter 2. So Satan has attacked Job. And I'm tying this back to the harp stuff, okay? And there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. There's another day that they're doing this. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect man, an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? And still he holdeth fast his integrity, Although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. Put forth thy hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he'll curse thee to your face. You've taken his stuff. Now lay your hand on him. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thine hand, but save his life. You can strike him however you want to, but he is not to be killed. So went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his feet unto his crown. And he took him a potsherd. It's a piece of pottery. You know how they're hard and sharp, and if you got an itch, it's good for a scratch, right? He took this with himself with all, and he sat down among the ashes. 
He sat in a pile of ashes, scraping his body. This man who was wealthy beyond measure in his time, all of that's been taken. His family's been taken, except God leaves him one a nagging wife. That's what he leaves him, who Satan uses too. And now he strikes his body with these boils. Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. Wow, that's an encouraging wife. That's a wife you want to have with you. Let me tell you something. If you've got a wife like that, you need to correct her. You want a wife that encourages you, that'll go sit in the ashes with you, that'll, that'll heal your wounds, that'll, that'll tend to them. You don't want one to tell you to curse God and die. What in the world? But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. Yep, good for Job. He's correcting his wife. Why? Because he loves his wife. You're speaking foolishly, woman. Shut up. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? And all this did not Job sin with his lips. Oh, I can hear the people. Job is saying God is sending evil. Yeah, through the hand of the devil. But God didn't do the evil. God just said, hey, prove Job to be who he is. He's one of mine. Satan is, deli- again, Satan is God's devil. He's not autonomous. He's not his own. And the Bible's clear. Job didn't sin with his lips. So if you have a problem with what Job said, you have a problem with what God says because it's his word. And when Job's three friends heard of all this evil that was come upon him, they came, everyone from his own place. And even his friends are jerks. All of, all of his friends are jerks because they come and they say, well, you must have some secret sin that you've been doing to endure all this. Friends, what does the New Testament tell us? Through many tribulations we enter into the kingdom of God. If they persecuted the Lord of glory here on the earth, what do you think they're going to do to his followers? It's coming. It's already here in many instances. We had Paul Shore on who just simply walked into Mall of America with a Jesus Saves shirt on his I mean, Jesus saves logo on his shirt. That's all he had. And they're persecuting him for it. Oh, they're not trying to make it out that it's about, well, they are trying to make it out about Christianity. They said, you know, you're trying to solicit a religious solicitation, which we don't allow here. But it's happening all over. Christians are being persecuted because they stand up for what's right. They stand up for the law of God. My goodness, some Christians are, are persecuted because they preach the gospel. Just like Paul and Silas, just like Barnabas and Mark, and we talked about that yesterday, they're persecuted for these things. I want you to realize, though, that if you go through and you read the rest of the book of Job, what you're going to find is this. You're going to find that at the near the end, God steps out and he shuts everybody up. Job's friends, his wife, all that stuff. And he steps out and he starts talking about, were you there when I formed the foundations of the world? Were you there when I instituted the seas and I brought the the dry land out of them? Hmm? Were you there when I created the animals? Were, Were you there when I made these great beasts that you can't harness? Am I not the one who says to the sea, you can go so far and you will stop? Think about that when we think about this earthquake and this tsunami in Turkey. It's not just there. It's every time this happens. 
Do you think that doesn't happen under, out from under the hand of a sovereign God who is in control of all things, both visible and invisible? Why does he allow the bad things? Well, why don't you look at your own heart? Why do you allow the bad things? Let's just talk about your sphere of influence, yourself and your home. Why do you allow the wicked, evil things in your own heart and your own home? Do you want God to be a tyrant and come in and say, you'll not do this. You will be a robot. You will be destroyed immediately upon every sin that you... None of us would be living. None of us. This guy including. Is that really what you want God to be? No, you're making excuses because you're happy in your sin. And the Bible tells you to shut your mouth, quit making excuses for your sin against God, your rebellion against God, and submit yourself, just as Job did. And you know what happens at the end of the story? All the stuff that Job lost, including his kids, all of it's restored. Now, he doesn't get the same kids back. I get it. He doesn't get the same camels or the sheep or any of that back. But he is restored. He's been faithful to God. Through all of the friends badgering him, through all the fans accusing him of sin, through, all, through his wife's nagging and complaining and urging him to do what is unlawful, which is to curse God and to die, he remained faithful and God was faithful. Listen to me. Luke records a account where Jesus is asked about a tower that fell on some people and about what Pilate did, mingling the blood of some people who were killed and such. And what does Jesus say? He doesn't get into the details about all those things. He says, unless you repent, you will perish likewise. This is a message for those in Turkey who survived the earthquake and the tsunami, as well as for us. And it's a message right here, too, because I don't preach to you if I'm not preaching to myself. A worse thing will come upon you and me, lest we repent. A worse thing will come upon you and me, lest we repent. Repentance is the message of the true gospel. If, if you have a gospel that does not call you away from sin, you do not have a gospel that saves you from sin. Nor do you have a savior from sin. You have the devil whispering in your ear, just like this, through a nagging wife, through friends, who say, it's okay for you to sin. It's perfectly fine for you to sin. Just go into your sin because Jesus loves you just the way you are. That, my friends, is a gospel that the Scriptures condemn. Paul says it in the book of Galatians. If anybody preaches to you a gospel which I have not preached... Let him be anathema, accursed, damned, cut off. Pick your acronym for he's not one of us. He is damned. God has damned him because of his quote-unquote gospel. It's no gospel at all. It doesn't save anybody. And so if we can end on this, I know there's a lot of scary things. I get it. There's a lot of occultic things that are uncovered. 
And we cover some of those things. I'm not saying we shouldn't cover those to expose the evil. But let me tell you something. When it comes down to it, it's just like what we read about Jesus the other day in Matthew chapter 7, where he talks about those who come before him and say, Lord, Lord, didn't we preach your name? Didn't we cast out devils? Didn't we do many wonderful works? And he says to them, depart from me. I never knew you. You who practice lawlessness. You practice it. It is characteristic of your life. If you claim to be a Christian and the character of your life is lawlessness, it is, in other words, sin, you're breaking God's law, you're breaking his word for where he's commanded you difference, you might want to investigate whether or not you know the Lord. I'm just saying, I'm not saying you do or don't. This is for between you and the Lord. But you might want to examine yourself to see if you be in the faith. And then ask God for the repentance he requires because he'll give it if you're sincere. You might want to ask him for the mercy that he is full of, that it never ends, that they're new every day. And he'll give it if you're sincere. You may want to ask him faith to believe that which you don't believe. And if you're sincere, he'll give it. But if not, if you want to make excuses, if you want to point the finger back at God, you want to do all these things, then you're going to remain in your sin and you're going to die in your sin under the wrath of God. And I got to tell you, I don't want anybody to do it. I know people will, but I don't want anybody to do it. God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Is he just in it? Is he glorified in it? Yep. Yep. Because he would be just to wipe us all out right now. Boom. Gone. Under his wrath for eternity. But he doesn't do that because part of his character is mercy. Part of his character is grace as well as justice. He's not two different gods, a God in the Old Testament who's justful and vengeful and angry and all this other. And in the New Testament, he's loving, grandfatherly, kind of kind God. Nope. He's both. All of those encompass the character of God. Now, the question to you is, is this. You're going to be driven by your fears of heart. You're going to be driven by your fears of what politician is in office. You're going to be driven by your fears of, you know, how the the mockingbird media is silencing people who are telling the truth. Really? Are, are we surprised at that, really? We shouldn't be. The message is, as always, repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Enter the kingdom of heaven through the Son to the Father. Be reconciled back unto God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsofcelebritymedia.com, and 8 a.m. tomorrow, not 6, but 8 a.m. Lord willing, we're going to be back with you. Kate Shimarani will be joining us. We'll talk to you then. See you.